0: What happens when a popular rock radio DJ retires, sells everything, and with his wife takes off in an RV to see America? It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Join them each week as they share their experiences while giving you advice and tips along the way. Hi, I'm
1: Jeff Kinsbach.
2: Hi, and I'm Patty. When you travel, especially in an RV, be prepared for the unexpected because no matter how well you are prepared, something can surprise
1: you. And it always will. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been traveling, we've been doing this for two years now. Oh my gosh! Almost to the day. We sure have. Our good friends, Jim and Melinda Mantell, they've been doing this for about a year and a half. Man, time flies. Mm -hmm. I think all of us have friends, though, that are really fun to be with. And Jim and Melinda are
2: that couple. They're great people. They barbecued us steak dinners, turned us on to a great winery in California.
1: They're also the same couple that took us to lunch at a gas station, but it was (laughs) really good. good. Yeah, Had margaritas at noon with us. (laughs) turned you on to the date milkshakes. Think you'll have one of those again? Oh, sure. As long as I'm not going grocery shopping afterwards. Uh-huh. <laughs> they do a lot. They see a lot. When things don't always go right, they've got a funny way of describing
0: how they've dealt with it.
2: And here they are, Jim and Melinda. So where in the heck are you guys?
0: We are on the coast of Oregon in... Um, Newport. Newport, that's it. Oh, nice. Uh, we we spent a couple weeks. We spent a week in Seaside. And then we're down here for another couple days. Then we're headed into Bend and eventually Nevada and uh, back to Arizona. Wow! Okay, man, that sounds really nice. We really liked Newport. That was a great. I, I don't know.
1: Whatever city is named Newport is usually
0: pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and there's just enough to do here to keep you interested. And if nothing else, like yesterday, we didn't really have anything to do, so we just went over to the coast and walked around and. Darn if we didn't see a bunch of whale melinda can spot things of a, a mile away she's really good at that so we we sat there and watched a pot of whales at devil's punch bowl devil's punch bowl mm-hmm. and then we went up to the whale watching center and then watched a bunch more whales oh, You man. know that's really incredible i saw some
1: of your pictures on facebook when you guys went on the whale watch boat yes that
0: was incredible yeah it was so much fun and I had visions of us being in that the little dinghy that I had a picture of, the, like, the, you know, the 20-foot inflatable raft. Right. Now, the whole time I'm thinking, all we got to do is be in the wrong place. That whale's tail come up, and we're all in the water, and it's cold. You're about three miles offshore. But oh. we ended up being in a 50-foot boat, and it was really cool.
1: Well, you guys seem to have really enjoyed yourselves. Kind of update us. I remember you were in
0: Yosemite. Then you went to Oregon. Where'd you go from there? Oh, gosh. We went into northern, uh, we went to Washington, and then we went to northern Idaho. Mm-hmm and then from there we went into montana and spent uh, a few weeks in montana uh went up to glacier and hung out there for a little bit and then moved uh, further across the state and then from there we went we avoided the floods at yellowstone barely we weren't going to yellowstone but the yellowstone river runs right along i, th- I think it's 80 whatever the freeway is it runs right through there and we got out of there just in time to avoid that um, in fact we had friends that we met we we left where we were in montana a day early because there was high winds we didn't know about the flooding we met friends at a harvest toast right on the freeway and by the time we got up to leave the next morning the water had hadn't breached the freeway but it had come close to the access road that we had to go down to get back on the freeway and then they went to a koa in was it billings, billings. the next night and they got flooded out they had to leave wow so we barely missed that and then we went down into wyoming and from there, we went to South Dakota and uh, Nebraska and then Colorado, mm-hmm. then Utah, and then back up into uh, Idaho and Oregon.
2: So, what's been your favorite place out of all those? Oh,
0: wow, it's hard to pick one. Colorado was a lot of fun because we got to spend some time with my nephew and his wife. And there's so much different terrain in Colorado. You know, you, you have the mountains and then you have the Black Canyon of the Gunnison, which was, you know, just stunned us. Right. Uh, and obviously, Ure, you've been there. Uh-huh. Oh my yeah. God. It's beautiful. I love that.
3: I love Yosemite. I thought it was beautiful, mm-hmm. but I'm enjoying when we go places and we're hooking up with people. Mm-hmm. Like we just saw sue and tim Mm -hmm. again right yeah but i love when you kind of get people from your life and you know visit it kind of makes it feel normal to me Mm -hmm. so i mean i'm enjoying going places and and getting to know people and and then meeting people on the road and then meeting them again down the road has been kind of fun too Mm -hmm. i mean it just kind of kind of gives you that homey feeling of friends and and little groups and stuff like that but i mean the scenery we've seen has been wonderful but i am a water girl so i had my fill of rocks i was ready to see something else
0: it's weird to say because we're doing and seeing you know every time we talk to somebody oh my god i've always wanted to do that it's so fantastic but after we were in rocky mountain national park and we were at glacier and then we went to pike's peak and then we went to uh the Black Canyon of the Gunnison, and we saw Oure and Silverton, and all these different places. And then you go over to Utah, and you go to Arches, and you go to all these national parks, and you see all this magnificent stuff. But after a while, they're just rocks, and it's like God. We've seen, we, and and in the back of your head, you're going, you're an idiot. You know, you, you are so spoiled because you've seen all this magnificent stuff that a majority of people. Right. But in, in the front of my mind, I'm going. God, I've seen enough rocks. Show me something besides freaking rocks.
3: I was going to get t-shirts made that said, oh, look, another rock. Oh,
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Well, we rock the RV life. That's all I can say. There you go. There you go. But I know what you mean. You want a variety when it comes to scenery and sights and probably things to do. When you do this, you'll love the different scenery. you love the desert, but boy, I'll tell you, after spending winter out in the desert, it's like, I'm ready for some mountains. And then yeah. I go and spend time in the mountains. It's like, ah, oh, okay, uh, the mosquitoes are starting
0: to bite. Uh, I could go to the beach, you know? I always say an optimist can never be pleasantly surprised, but I, I guess there's a certain amount of pessimism that exists in all of us. And it's like, God, enough of this already. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> hilarious. Well, you've obviously been enjoying yourselves. Yeah, we have. We, it's been a lot of fun. We do miss, you know, seeing people like yourself and like Melinda mentioned. We caught up with Sue Wilson and Tim Doherty, right? And that was a lot of fun. So we we miss that aspect of it, and uh, haven't seen our kids in a long time, and that gets kind of rough. Year. Yeah, it's a been year. it's al- been almost oh my a year. Gosh, yeah. that is a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, especially your two. I'll tell you, they're hilarious. <laughs> Well, yeah, and, you know, we, we talk to Liz almost every day, or Melinda does anyway. So, you know, we, we keep in touch, but it's just not the same as, you know, seeing him and hugging them and all that stuff. Oh, I right. know. Well,
1: the last time that we were in touch, you had gotten your RV stuck in the sand. Two weeks <laughs> later, I got mine stuck in the sand. Oh.
0: Yes. Anything unusual happened between then and now? It seems like there have been a couple of things. Uh, oh, well, one of the things, and, and people mentioned may not understand this unless you have an RV but RV toilets are different than regular toilets. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. People know that after they spray themselves in the face with the water. Well yeah
0: because we ha- we put a bidet on ours because, because one of the problems that you have is toilet paper mm-hmm. uh not breaking down in a black tank. So I, we we had a bidet when the whole covid thing started. I wasn't going to play the toilet paper game. So I went out and bought one and we took it with us. So we we never put any toilet paper in our black tank. So we don't have that problem. But in your home toilet, there is a P trap that keeps water in the bowl so that sewer gas and other things don't come up through your toilet. Well, you don't have that in an RV, but you do have a little flap that uh, opens and closes when you flush the toilet, and then a little bit of water stays in there, but there's a seal in there that eventually goes bad, and now the water doesn't stay in your toilet, and that creates a couple of problems, one of which is that the the toilet doesn't work properly, and number two is some aroma can escape from your tank up into the bathroom. Uh, So I had to replace that seal in there, which was not a hard job. It was probably a 20, the, the hardest thing about it was taking the toilet off, which really wasn't hard. But you know when you take something apart and you're repairing it you always want to do a good cleanup around it if it's an area that's hard to get to like around a toilet how often do you clean that so i'm doing my I, I covered up the hole so that nothing would fall down in there while i'm doing all this work and then i'm just doing a little cleanup with a rag before i put the toilet back on and darn if i didn't knock one of the toilet studs it could have gone in any direction 170 or 100 or 230 degrees right and not been a problem Exactly. There was that 70, to, you know, there was that one window in there and that's where it fell right down into my black tank.
1: Oh, oh man.
0: And oh. getting anything out of a black tank is next to impossible. Fortunately, there was some matter in the bottom of the black tank where the stud fell. And I was able to go to the hardware store and buy one of those little long grabber things oh, nice. with the handle and retrieve the bolt.
2: so could you actually what? see it down there you can see it to grab with a
0: flashlight it? yes i with could flashlight yeah. oh my so, gosh so i went to the hardware store i said do you have anything that's about two foot long that i can reach down into a hole and, and grab something with he goes yeah and he takes me back and he shows me this thing and uh, he goes yeah he said this is really cool it's uh it's it's only like 14 bucks and it's actually got a little flashlight on the end of it whoa oh. And I said, oh, okay. And he goes, Oh, I got this little jinky one here. It's, it's only four bucks. It doesn't have the flashlight and it's, you know, it's kind of flexible, but, uh, you know, and I said, actually, I think the Fort Holler one's fine because I only plan on using it once. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. You know, they, the other one was was very rigid. And like I said, it had a light on the end of it. I mean, yeah. it was
1: like a surgical tool almost. Oh, funny. And God be with the guy who's dumpster diving and finds that. Oh, hey, yeah. look at this cool thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I've still got it because God knows when you can use something like that. Yeah. But. I fished it right out first time, so that was that was really lucky. Part of me wonders what would have happened because, like I said, we don't have any toilet paper or anything else for it to get caught up in, so I wonder if it would have just flushed itself out. Yeah, it might have. Or oh. if it would have gotten jammed somewhere. I, I oh. honestly don't know, and, and I'm thankful I don't have to find out. But exactly. part of me is curious what would have happened. Well, yeah, I know what my luck would have happened. It oh, would have yeah. gotten jammed up. <laughs> Murphy, Murphy's law would have kicked in. Absolutely. Yeah. That was probably the worst thing that happened. <laughs> See, I would have oh, told, no, uh, told. I disagree. I would have told Pat. I disagree on the worst thing that happened.
3: What? Picture this. We're driving into, oh, Mount Hood. We're going to Mount Hood. Through the mountains, hairpin turns. Parnelli Jones over here takes one at 50 miles an hour. And the refrigerator flies open, the freezer door flies open, which has happened to us before because ours is older and doesn't have a lock on it. Right. So I get up to go back there to try to fix it. As we're still going through the mountains, I cannot get the freezer door back in. It has come off. The trap. Oh, oh, yeah. My so now we have to pull over on the side of the road because the freezer's open.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and as you know, from when you guys had trouble with your levelers, oh, that yeah. alarm, that beep, beep, mm-hmm. beep, yep. was going. Yeah. Cars are whizzing by. <gasps> Full freezer because we had just gone to Costco, and we are on the side of the road for what forty minutes.
0: Oh no. Jim it was, it was...
3: finally got out, got his tools, and he's got a. I thought it was a grinder, a it drill. Was. And he's like grinding. So we finally got it where he could get it back in there and we're like trying to strap it close, but it keeps beeping the entire way of the rest of our drive.
0: Oh, oh man. man. Oh, what, oh. What, what had happened, there's a stop in there. So when you pull the freezer door out, it can only come out so far and then it stops. Well, it came open with such force, it jumped that stop. So I had to get it back. I had to get the freezer closed and pry whatever was in the way past that stop. And I just couldn't get it. And I couldn't figure out how to how to get it off the tracks to take it all the way out to put it back in. There has to be a way. I still never figured it out. So I actually got a grinder out and was trying to make the little metal or steel stop, grind it down so that I could get the freezer back in. That makes sense. And so I, I finally got that done. But the the when it came open, the left side of the freezer had there's a series of gears and, and wheels in there that it rolls on and it had jumped the track and i had to get the freezer back even so that it would close all the way because the left side wouldn't close when the right side was closed mm-hmm. and that took so i i got it to where we could get it closed and get to the campground and that took another hour and a half oh. wow okay oh. melinda you oh, win man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, it's one of those things that I couldn't find any directions for on the internet. Oh, so that's right.
3: Because no one else drives 80 around a corner. <laughs> <and> <laughs> oh, yeah. the, here's the thing. I wasn't, I wasn't going
0: that fast around. The curve was just sharper than I thought it was.
3: Uh-huh. Oh. My feet are planted on the dashboard. Oh. Ah! Every time we go down mountains. Oh. Yeah. You know, that big window is nice, mm-hmm. but boy, you can see everything coming at you.
1: Oh, yeah, you sure can. You know. I
3: swear, I don't know how we don't pick off mailboxes and trees and stuff. Oh.
1: We get into some of these construction sites and it's like, what's with the construction people? They make the lanes so small. Oh. We actually I were... think they
3: have bets on how many cones get nut. No, oh, I
1: think you're right. We were in New York, we we're on the New York Thruway and we had a stop to get some gas and uh, some diesel fuel. And we get off and these guys have their trucks over this overpass and we're down to one lane. I saw an RV ahead of me and he had really slowed down and was really very nimble going through there. I had to do the same thing. Well, I get past the trucks and the blockage and here are these guys, there's three or four of them just sitting there having lunch. Mm. You know, They're you know, not even working. No.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. You don't realize when you're in a car or even a, you know in a pickup truck, how narrow i i I think a lane has to be a minimum of what is it nine and a half or ten feet i think so Um, and but that's really narrow (laughs) it is yeah
1: especially because our rvs are eight and a half feet and it's not like you can see down the side you know not a lot of margin for error of course we ran into a little issue going to a harvest host Whatever you do. Yes,
3: I was just going to say, tell me what your (laughs) fun stuff has been. Well, uh,
1: what did did that
2: Harvest Host cost us?
1: That (laughs) Harvest Host cost us $245. Uh, What happened was, we get there. And first off, it's not marked very well. And we actually went up the wrong driveway because there's kind of like a Y in the driveway. One goes to one house, one goes to the other. And we went to the one that had the largest driveway thinking, oh yeah, this would be for RVs. Turns out it wasn't. So luckily it was a horse farm. We were able to turn around And head back down the driveway, but there was no way we could turn onto the other side of the Y. We had to go back out in the street, turn the RV around, and then head up the driveway again and go to the right. So we do that. Patty had gone ahead of me and she says, well, yeah, I think it's okay here. You know, uh, they want us to park in a pasture. Well couple of alarms went off but I got out and looked at the pasture. It was a bit soft but they assured us, oh yeah, we've had other RVs bigger than yours here.
2: Oh yeah, you'll be fine.
1: uh-huh mm-hmm. So we get into the pasture we didn't go very far into it because I'm playing it safe. We decide to put the levels down to level the RV because it wasn't level at all.
2: But this is my fault because he said, let's put the pads down. And I said, no, we don't need the pads. It should be fine.
1: (laughs) Well, I think even with the pads... It would have caused oh. damage, but we put the jacks down, and they sank into the ground. Patty says to me, hey, um, bring we're them sinking. back up. Yeah, wow. it's
2: too soft. we got to get the pads. Bring them back up. Oh.
1: So I bring them up, and two of them are literally the feet of the pad they're bent.
2: Well, it was folded uh, like a taco.
1: Yeah, it looked like a taco. Uh, yeah. <laughs> looked like wow. A <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and I looked at that and thought, oh my God. So I'm uh, looking at the jacks and I don't see any hydraulic fluid and I'm wondering in the back of my head how the hell did this happen? Well, and the lady says to us, she said oh, well, there used to be some trees here we took out uh, and it so must have been horrible. So we're thinking there
2: was Tree big roots uh, there or something, but you know we, just, we were just so upset, we just wanted to get out of there so fast yeah. i forgot to stop and look when the after he drove off to see what was under there what we hit mm. you know it's just oh so we ended up oh about 20 minutes away was a cracker barrel yeah
1: I went to so we stayed barrel.
2: there it was kind of nice it was uh level cement mm-hmm. and uh
1: put the levels and, and, down yeah.
0: and good comfort food after an upsetting event oh, like yeah. that oh, oh yeah my gosh it everything smothered just... with gravy jim yeah <laughs> exactly oh, oh
2: was that was an expensive little
1: yeah so we finally found out that uh, yeah the pads you know come off there's a special tool for them it's not like you can actually take them off yourself and they, oh, were, of course able okay. to, yeah. they were able to do that here in Napanee at Newmar corporation and they did have to jack up the front of the RV to get under there with the impact wrench yeah you know
2: it's not so much the cost of the pad it's just the cost of the labor
1: was more the than labor. anything yeah, yeah. uh yeah, I think it was wow. hundred. It's one hundred and fifty dollars
0: an hour labor. Yeah, and you'll find that, you know, around everywhere. Oh,
2: probably
1: mm-hmm.
3: everywhere. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, and, and labor costs are up because nobody can find anybody to work. So when you find yeah. them, you got to pay them exactly. You know,
3: I was listening to your podcast last week, and of course I had to go on your Amazon mm-hmm. page yeah. uh-huh. to check out what you had. Yeah. So we get here the other day, and I think to Jim, we're not going to have a long enough hose. We should have listened to Jeff and Patty. <gasps> <gasps> because, you know, like you talk about how you get somewhere. Yes. To, Just but, what Jim
0: needs to hear.
3: <laughs> I know. Jeff is always well, right. So but you know, now. Go, oh,
0: go ahead. Okay.
3: I was going somewhere with this. Okay. So anyhow, we, we got it worked out. But when I was playing around with your Amazon storefront, I started to look at some others. Do you know they have snap pads that go on the bottom of your leveler jacks?
2: Yep, I've seen those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't
3: even have to crawl under there and put those yellow things under there anymore. They just go down with your levelers and come up with mm-hmm.
1: your level. Well, you know, that's a pretty interesting thing. Uh, we found out after we Googled it that this happens a lot to people and the leveling jacks the pads will go right through asphalt sometimes if it's soft and it's a real hot day so yeah it's another one of those things you file in the back of your mind that you learn the hard way Mm -hmm.
0: you know i think those snap pads are a good idea but they're not a whole lot bigger than the bottom of your jack yes so i would still prefer to put the plastic pads down just because it gives you more surface area yeah whether asphalt or dirt or whatever the beauty of it is you go someplace that has concrete or asphalt and you're not going to tear up their concrete or asphalt by putting your jacks down without the pads Mm -hmm. but in a situation like you were in i'm not sure that that would be enough surface area to keep it from sinking right Right. yeah Yeah. and frankly i'm not sure the plastic pad would Uh, either but it would stop it from going down far enough to get bent or if it ran into something you know it would give before the right you, you know you had a problem before you had a problem.
1: Yep. (sighs) Another one of those...
0: stupid moments. <laughs> in you know, and it's not even, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's not stupid. Yeah, it's not you not were stupid. following
3: what she said. Oh, yeah, right.
0: That's right. Now, now, if it had been reversed, if you had been the one oh. to say we don't need the pads, that would have been stupid. But yeah. since it was her, yeah. it wasn't stupid. It was just an accident.
1: That, oh, well, thank very, you. Exactly,
0: exactly. That's what
1: I say. So
0: well spoken. <laughs>
3: hey, I tell Jim, you get out and I back him in and do the whole thing and line him up and I say, now you come look. Because if he's going to trust me, then that's stupid.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: God. I'll tell you that, I miss you guys. Oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> I do, you know. Oh, yeah, and I, I, I wish our paths had a better chance yeah, of crossing so well coming up. Well. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. well,
0: but on the other hand, you know, thank God you guys didn't head south. Yeah, oh my right? God! Yeah, if we would have gone down to Key oh, West. Oh, that would have been a yeah. big mistake.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So we came here for some warranty work. We're in Napne, Indiana, and we're gonna leave here. We're gonna make a stop in uh, South Carolina to see my brother and uh, his daughter, and uh, their family and then we're going to head southwest so it looks like we're going to go through the dallas and the texas area and and head southwest through the south route you know mm-hmm.
0: But, mm-hmm. well and you're going to get there before we get there so right yeah. you'll be you'll be west and uh, when did your brother move to south carolina oh a couple of years ago yeah a couple of
1: years oh, ago i missed that Mm-hmm. yeah so, okay yeah he's been there for a while he loves it and mm-hmm. uh loves the mountains doesn't get sick of the rocks, Melinda.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic.
1: Well, hey, on that note, let's stay in touch and who knows, maybe we can make our paths cross. That'd be a lot of fun. Yes,
2: yes.
0: Would love to see you guys and have a couple drinks and Laugh some more. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You go build
2: yes. a fire. Oh, a fire sounds so nice.
1: All right, you guys. Take oh, care take and care. Be, safe. be safe. You too. And there's our good friends, Jim and Melinda Mantell. I told you you'd be entertained. You can follow their journey on Facebook and they're on Instagram as well. Well, our time this week is up.
2: But join us on our next episode because we're going to be talking about our two-year anniversary of doing this. We're going to talk about the good, the bad... Are we still going to be doing this?
1: You're not getting tired of this, are you?
2: Well, you're going to have to wait until the next
1: episode.
0: It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Hear more of their adventures on the road with our next episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and tell your friends.